Hi, Jason. How's it going? Great. Where are we right now, Jason? Uh, we're in Cougar Creek, Washington, uh, camping. We're heading to Beaver Bay, I believe. I think so, too. That's a car. That is a car. We're, uh, we're on a little hike-a-do. Hike Um, and uh, you were just telling me about uh, how the biggest focus in your life is understanding your own mind. And I asked you about this uh, week-long retreat that you did where you just did nothing but meditate for seven days yeah, in a house in East Van. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When you say biggest focus, I would say that's true. But I also have, you know, 50 focuses. And right. So, so in relative terms, it really is my biggest focus. But that still may be only like 5% of my... <laughs> sure, okay. But nonetheless, not to downplay it, it is something that I'm always thinking about mm. and would feel, yeah, very uh, regretful if I didn't pursue mm -hmm. uh, greater success. Understanding my own mind. Right. My own crazy mind. <laughs> so, I mean, we've kind of already... We're, uh, Jumping right into the action on this episode, you've already given me, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes of preamble. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. might have to rehash some things. But my first question is, um, you were saying how at this retreat, you, the, you, you had this really cool phrase that I want to pull out. The architecture of, of your life and how it restricted your decisions and how that ultimately made you happier. Uh, yeah, yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, so there were, there were a few takeaways from this retreat I did, uh, which, by the way, I want, I want to do some more. Uh, Jason had asked me, what were my, like, you know, what, what were your insights? What did you, like, what was it like? Um, besides being sometimes boring and sometimes hard, mm. um, uh, it really made me appreciate that the consequences of uh, your lifestyle, like the real practical stuff that you do with your life, has on your internal life. Mm. And so, yes, that's where the, the architecture of your structure, right. of your life, right. basically impacts. And so, mm -hmm. during, this, during this retreat, uh, we had no decisions. Mm. Um, we, uh, it was given when you would wake up, and then mm -hmm. you would mm -hmm. do this when you wake up, and you would mm -hmm. do this. Everything was grouped, too. We always did things as a group. What a cool bridge. This is a very cool bridge. It's Sorry, like a li Sorry, listeners. <laughs> uh, um, okay, cool. And, and so we had no decisions. Um, it gave you a lot more time to think. I think right. there is a certain amount of like subtle uh, brain energy power that's put into making our uh, thousand decisions that we make every single day. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever that's restricted and you, you just don't have any say in it, mm -hmm. you stop thinking about it. And then what else do you think about? insight insight and i think that's so this is the question that i want to ask is like what so here's was this situation where you gave this person some money and basically told him <laughs> well to be fair it was a charity but uh, okay yeah. you exchanged some monetary thing and in exchange this guy Organ organization yes it, 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 this guy restricted all of your decisions. Yeah, I mean, um, it wasn't one guy, but they, there's a bunch of people that stay there. But uh, yeah, that's part so, of it. So my question is, why can't you do this for yourself? Why can't you restrict your own? Why can't you design the own architecture, your own architecture for your life? Well, I think you can, uh, and I think people do it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I I think the obvious one is it's just much easier when you sign yourself up for something and you have no choice. Habits are very, very powerful things. Mm -hmm. Left to your own devices, you're probably going to keep just doing the things that you do 
Um, and it's extremely motivating to have people keep you accountable. Mm. Um, probably one of the greatest motivators. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think to be very uh, purist about it, you don't. You don't need to pay uh, $400 to this charity and they then take away all your freedom. Mm. Um, uh, it's very, it's, you know, one way of doing it. It's very effective. But, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, why can't I uh, uh, set my alarm for... Uh, you know, 4.20 a.m. or whatever it was, um, and, and blaze it. <laughs> um, set my alarm, get up, uh, chant some weird stuff, sit zazen uh, for an hour or something, eat my food in silence, and then use, like, a little bit of water to, like, clean my bowl, and then I, that's, that's, like, it, um, mm-hmm. and just go through a whole day. But, like, it's probably not going to do that. Right. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, you don't have to go to that extent, but I think yeah. there are elements of that that you could apply to your own life. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the Yoga Buddha. Yeah, totally. Um, so, I mean, I think, I guess my question is, are you interested in trying to, like... Well, okay, so, again, where this question is stemming from is you talked about how, you know, in maybe your meditation practice, you... Uh, received, you, you know, you sort of had a, a you noted a, a difference between before and after this week-long retreat, but in the rest of your life, you sort of like, eh, I don't know if the, the benefits were really there. So, in the rest of my life, in what way? What do you mean? Well, just like outside of meditation, I, I think you, you another, another note that you brought up was concentration. You know, you felt like your concentration in meditation was improved, yeah. but maybe your concentration in regular life, kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, hard I, th- to tell. I think it would extrapolating, but I don't have this like one key example that I could be like, yeah, I was. Well, actually, that's not true. No, actually, I can think of some. Some. They're just. It's. It's not like after a week, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm a superhero or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice my concentration improved in meditation. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And I feel like I am remembering occurrences where mm-hmm. I was just able to just like mm-hmm. turn off this. We're focusing on mm-hmm. focusing on this right mm-hmm. now. Um, not all the time, yeah. um, so it's, it's a little bit inconsistent, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, this was like a marked uh, difference that I noticed following mm-hmm. the week, um, but you're always changing. I think it was just a little bit more acute and pronounced, and oh, so right. then you like, whoa, yeah, I really noticed that, mm-hmm. um, but like, you know, me from now, from like five years ago, there's all kinds of changes going on. Right. Yeah, yeah totally, and, and I obviously there is that, it is more acute because it's sort of like a you did this Intense. thing, look what it was before, what it was after. Uh, right. What I'm more saying is like, you know, if you are wanting, if a, a big reason of wanting to, you know, do this week-long retreat, potentially do a month-long retreat, is to understand your own mind yeah. and in, in, incorporate these sort of, you know, changes into your everyday life, I feel like, you know, one way to do that is go on more of these month-long retreats, have somebody else set up architecture for you to understand your own mind. But then, of course, there's a way of setting up your own architecture. And again, you don't have to go whole hog. Um, whole hog. There's a, you know, there's a way of just doing it gently, just restricting some decisions. I guess so. My example of this, frankly, I uh, don't vary my food very much. I yeah. pretty much eat the same thing yeah. every single day of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes me very happy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Of course you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, uh, so again, yeah, it's like a topic for discussion right now. Yeah. Is, I yeah. don't know, um, 
Uh, is there anything in your life right now that you feel like you should, um, you, you have too much choice right now in yeah. making you unhappy? Um, well, uh, yeah, I can, I can circle around with this. Like, you, there are definitely, so, I mean, one aspect of the retreat is the limited, this is a big tree. This is a big tree. Oh, wow, it's a double tree. It's a double tree. Weird. One aspect of the retreat is that you have, they reduce all your choices to pretty much nil, mm -hmm. and, and that helps. But I mean, that's not the only thing it does, too. Mm -hmm. So, so, but you know, that is something that I noticed. And uh, yeah, that, that's definitely something that you can incorporate into your own life. And the really common one is just eat the exact same thing. In fact, I've heard that uh, from multiple people. They're just like, this is what I eat, the same thing every single day. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that makes some people unhappy. Yeah. I think people who like really love food, like different flavors and experimenting, chefs, that kind of thing. But yeah, that is like one thing you can do um, if you're looking to like simplify your life a little bit, mm -hmm. um, make it a little bit easier and focus on it. And you asked me, what are ways that I want to like... Well, it sounds like... Like I I'm interested kind of in the business of getting to know my own mind better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's multiple ways that you can do this. You can investigate like consciousness, your own consciousness, in a number of ways. Uh, tried and uh, tested method is um, like various kinds of meditation, and that's kind of the boat I'm on. Mm. But um, like I think some people gain wisdom through I don't know, listen to music or something, mm -hmm. like through a variety of means. So I think that's like what I'm what I'm kind of looking for. It would be nice to be live a simpler life and a happier life. But, um, sounds strange, but that's not necessarily my goal. Okay, sure, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me take this uh, conversation in another direction then. Okay. Um, so, one of the first things you mentioned, so you, okay, so you mentioned that simplifying um, other people making choices for you. That was one thing you mentioned. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned was the concentration. And so, the question I want to ask is... Concentration. Well, yeah. Well, similar to a conversation we were almost having yesterday yeah. at this other podcast that we recorded, yeah. was this um this judgment, and you were sort of like, oh yeah, we were like sort of shitting on ourselves for like, oh we're being so judgmental. Yeah. Um. Do you think concentration is in a similar boat? Do you think your concentration is actually like not too bad, and you just in your own this own narrative that you tell yourself oh you yeah concentration what do you think yeah that? yeah i think that probably is a part of it our like our narratives are only so good they mm -hmm. usually in i think point at truth or to like some truth but there's no objective truth we can only like compare our own like my own concentration with somebody else and like mm -hmm. it's not that bad if you're uh like in a room full of people with add uh, for example uh and it's quite bad if you're i don't know in a room full of like phds or something mm -hmm. actually it's probably not true sure the scatterbrain phds <laughs> out there um, Shout out to Kira. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh what did you say what did you ask well so i'm asking you you keep on the repeated narrative you keep on telling oh yeah 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 right 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 you're you're a scatterbrain oh yeah yeah but uh, like, maybe it's not that bad yeah uh i mean i think it's probably probably not that bad and my concentration's like mostly okay but i think it could be better um and i would like it to be different for uh like a variety of like reasons for like goals basically like this is something i want out of life and it would be easier if I were concentrating more and yeah that's a struggle that's a difference there's an ideal there but like for me i kind of feel like well something i want so 
I'm gonna just I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fight against entropy, fight against habits, and uh, see what I can do. Right, so for me, I guess the thing that I want, the reason I'm bringing this up is how much how much are you gaining by like? Okay, I want to improve my concentration so I can learn to uh, play the bagpipes better, right? It's like so, and then it's almost like a two-step process. It's like first be better concentrator. Step two, uh, learn to play the bagpipe. I mean, I think they happen at the same time. Right, and so this is kind of what I'm, I'm thinking is like, are you wasting your energy beating yourself up, worrying about how unconcentrated you are? I don't think When I instead, do. you can just <laughs> let that go and just say, my concentration is what it is, and I'm just gonna like move forward with that. Yeah, I mean, I think like 80% of the time uh, I don't beat myself up about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes maybe uh, in weaker moments, uh, maybe like a negative narrative uh, will take over and hold on. But I wouldn't say I'm like condoning it as though like the self-whipping, this is what I need. Because I, mm. I think it's possible to seek for, it's subtle, but I think it's possible to seek for self-improvement and also not be too aggressive on yourself. Right. Because, okay, so this is my thought. Okay. Is... Since you sort of pseudo moved into my house, yeah, and you uh, lent me a guitar, I've been trying to learn the guitar. Yeah, guitar is hard. <laughs> it is so hard. Um, but I mean, you know what? I think the, the tax that I'm trying with myself is just give myself patience. Just let myself learn at the pace that I'm going to learn. Yeah, I've been doing this like learn how to play the guitar in ten days, um, ten minutes a day for ten days, and this is how you'll learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. I've been stuck on day two for like three days, <laughs> five days maybe, yeah, yeah, and it's sure. like I still can't do this D chord. <laughs> but like, you know what? Honestly, this is me just practicing. Like, hey, yeah. you know, Jason, who cares? Like, this right. is some arbitrary metric of the progress you think you should be doing. Yeah. But honestly, it's just some YouTuber who arbitrarily made this up of like how fast you quote unquote should be moving. Okay. Um, and I think it doesn't do me any good to wish myself, oh, I wish I was more concentrated. I could, like, apply myself to learn guitar more. Yeah. It's like, nope. I mean, I'm just having fun. I'm learning guitar. The speed, I'm going to learn the guitar. Yeah. Um, Water. Water. And so, I guess, taking this a step further, or maybe, like, um, yeah, like, bringing this one question almost deeper, you said one of your focuses is... You want to understand... Hi. Hello. You want to understand your own mind better. Well, um, go on. Pause for a moment. Yeah, okay. Let's pause. All right. We're back. <laughs> um, so, like, we were talking about concentration for a bit, and then, yeah. like, the next step further is, okay, so you're saying, oh, my focus is I want to understand my mind better, but then it's like, you can understand... I mean, I think... I, mm, okay, maybe, yeah, we're just going about things differently or we're using different words to say the same thing. Maybe that's what's going on here. Okay. But I feel like it's a situation where your mind is what it is and you can, like, live life. And this is what I'm trying to tell myself. is like, Jason, you can stop self-improving. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm at a point where it's like I don't need my concentration to be better. For example. Um, for example, just trust that whatever my concentration is, is is what it is right now. And in the event that, you know, I stick with guitar, I practice more and more and more, yes, my concentration will improve. Yeah. But, like, I didn't start out doing this as a, in trying to 
improve my um, medit er, concentration. I'm just doing this because I enjoy learning guitar. Um, yeah, I don't know if any of this has made sense. What do you think? <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's a really funny one because I think it's one that I've, I've talked about a lot. Um, so it all has to do with striving. Um, I think like something tells me fundamentally you don't need to do anything. Sure. You don't need to, man, you don't need like, you don't need to be anyone, make a certain amount of money, you don't need to make any money at all, say anything, you can do whatever you want to do, really. Um, or nothing at all. Uh, anything or nothing at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that's necessarily right. I don't think it's necessarily wrong either. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's, it's quite actually uh, quite a philosophical question that you're pointing at. Um, for sure, trying to like always struggle and strive uh, to be something you're not and, you know, beating yourself up about it and wanting to be better, like, that sounds painful. That sounds like a struggle. And I think in cases like this, your antidote that you're describing of like accepting where you're at, deciding that whatever it is, it is good enough. It's, it's fine. You already are inherently okay. Uh, and I think most of the time that is actually the narrative we need to hear because I think it's really common for a struggle for everybody to uh, sometimes convince themselves that like, it's okay, like I am good or you know, good enough or whatever it is as I am. So I think usually that is the right narrative to have. But on the flip side, <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily uh, a bad thing to, to strive. Um, uh, a lot of good things have happened because people have strived. It doesn't necessarily mean that when you really focus hard, do great things, do that striving, the hard work, that it will necessarily be good. But it might be. It might be good for other people. By the way, I touched some stinging nettle. Holy hell! Uh-oh. Are you okay? Yeah, it stings though. Oh no. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Right there. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I think the, like, your yikes antidote, antidote that you're describing is, like, the one I think we need to hear more of, um, definitely, because I think people will probably be, like, more happy. But there are some, like, in the defense of, like, beautiful striving, there are some, like, wonderful things that people do, particularly mm -hmm. when it's motivated out of selflessness, or, like, mm -hmm. love for somebody else, or mm -hmm. you want to do something really good and you're really motivated in that way. And you're like, no, I'm going to stick and do this until it's done right because I want it to be awesome for this person. Mm. Like, I don't really want to inhibit that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. We, I think we've put our finger on this sort of tension. Um, and it's like, it's sort of unsolvable. It's just sort of a... Oh, God, it's life. Yeah. Um, but like, like I said, I think the, the story we probably need to err on is the one you're describing, mm. is one of self-love, self-acceptance. Like, it's okay, I don't need to be X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. at guitar or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes the motivation to striving mm -hmm. is complicated. Mm -hmm. um, I've painted it as like, oh, I'm doing it for the love of somebody else and that's great. Or like, I am not good enough unless I do this thing. Mm -hmm. But those are very black and white. And I mm -hmm. think, unfortunately, they're really uh, mixed and they change sometimes mm -hmm. too. What started out as like a really good nonprofit, you've got all this idea, has suddenly become like, I need this for my ego or something. Right. Um, can go all over the map. And 
Well, shit, that's life. Well, shit, that's <laughs> life. Um, I, I have one last, maybe final note. Um, yeah. I don't know how much more I'm going to talk about this, but uh-huh. the note that I have is... Uh, I was, getting, I was getting going. There You're getting going? Okay, okay, cool. I mean, well, let's, yeah, let's, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Goes. Maybe not. Uh, I, I, I found, we found some. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, something Lillian tells me, shout out to Lillian. Lillian. <laughs> um, is uh, vacation, or sorry, meditation to be a vacation from self-improvement. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like this because I yeah. am sort of a self-improvement addict you know <laughs> or it's like an efficiency nut where it's like yeah every spare moment i can find a new opportunity to be improving myself all the time yeah and okay, it's yeah. like that i'm just like that, that is my habit i've yeah. like caught myself in this yeah and i think a lot of people try to meditate or shit on themselves or i should be meditating right now for almost these same reasons oh i should be meditating yeah i need to improve my focus I'm so stressed right now, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think if that's the approach you take to meditation, not that you can meditate wrong, but I'm almost thinking that's the wrong way (laughs) to go about it. Um, And like, I I think something that I try to remind myself of, because I often forget, is, uh, or I ask myself, like, what are my intentions? Why am I meditating right now? Mm. And... Am I meditating to try to improve myself? Am I meditating to try to improve my focus? Yeah. If that's the case, I think there's like, all of a sudden there's an expectation. I want something yeah. out of it. I want progress. Why have I sat for 10 minutes and nothing's happened yet? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, I grew. So I think taking this um, anti, <laughs> anti-approach anti yeah. of meditation is a vacation from self-improvement. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, like more liberating or just like, I'm meditating right now because I want to meditate. I'm meditating right now because I enjoy watching and just like enjoy this feeling. Or I, I, I'm like playing in discomfort. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I love that. Playing in discomfort. Mm. There's something like the word. You want to be it in improv. Mischievous. <laughs> playing in discomfort. Yeah. And so I think one of my favorite things is slacklining. Mm. And I think. I mean, a lot of people ask me, Jason, like, why do you slackline? It seems so dumb. My sister is on the forefront of this. She's like, this is the dumbest thing. <laughs> um, Lucas also has told me this once. Shout out to Lucas. I hope you're enjoying your hammock nap right now. <laughs> um, um, but Lucas is like, Jason, slacklining is kind of stupid. And I'm like, me, But I really like it because I think it's, it's more than anything, it's just playing with, like, balance and playing with... Yeah, sort of like you put yourself in this uncomfortable position and it's like, see how long you can stay in this discomfort a little yeah, bit. It's yeah. just like, it's just like, yeah, like playing, having fun with that. And I think, you know, that light, lighthearted approach to meditation, I think is a, I think it, it, it develops a healthier relationship, right? It's just like mm-hmm. um, having fun with, yeah, discomfort. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the I guess the almost obvious or like almost cliche but obvious question uh that i have to ask and it's cliche so i don't want to but is uh you know why why do anything um and uh certainly i think if we're fixated on some outcome at the end of it uh it will begin to lose meaning um uh particularly i think when we reflect that the only like all life is is just one moment to the next Mm -hmm. and uh if you're not there then you're, you're not living <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And so whenever you're slacklining, 
and you just enjoy playing in this discomfort and like mm-hmm. trying to keep balance and focus and like mm-hmm. experimenting and all of the things that come with that experience that you're doing mm-hmm. that in itself is the point mm-hmm. um and uh so i mean what you're describing about you know approaching meditation this is this is meditation 101 mm-hmm. um and it you like i feel like i need to almost like make a slight disclaimer for myself mm-hmm. because there is perhaps a contradiction like here I am saying that like, yeah, I would like to invest more time in um, meditating, taking mm. more time out to do it. But I actually don't think they're contradictory. Um, mm. I think you do kind of need, like, the bottom line is you do need some amount of push to like mm-hmm. get yourself uh, sitting down onto the pillow. Yeah. And like, uh, you need some kind of push to uh, maybe spend a week doing something like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't, I don't think that necessarily means that the approach to meditation is wrong. You're just mm-hmm. doing the, the, going through the motions that you have to do uh, to get it done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, my motivation for um, wanting to meditate is to, to understand my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and by understanding my mind, it's, it is done by observing, basically, and mm-hmm. watching and learning from it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it isn't quite as like um, goal orientated as mm. it. Maybe I explained it at the mm. start. Mm-hmm. Playing in discomfort. I like that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Why do anything? <laughs> yeah. Why do anything? Um, my response. You I, don't have to, but like. Right. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> you can have fun. I mean, like do whatever you want to do. I'm going to do my. I feel like my no rules. Two, no rules. I feel like my two responses to that, like, what are the reasons I do things? One, is to have fun. Mm. Mm. Two, I think is maybe like to be healthy. Okay. Like, which I think the reason to be healthy is to ensure that you can be fun. You can have fun later. <laughs> like to prolong the fun. To okay. maximize your fun. Yeah. Um, and I think. Probably, yeah. But then am I, am I just meditating to be more healthy? Like, am I striving? I don't know. Mm. Like, I think there has to be a little sprinkle of motivation, like a little sprinkle of striving, at the very least at the very start. Maybe when you become, like, some sort of Zen master or something, you just, like, ah, sit or I don't sit. Either is good. Um, but something tells me you still need to, need to do this a little bit to get yourself there. It does take an input of energy. Mm-hmm. It's not... Uh, net zero energy right do you um before you like do anything do you sort of review a like this is what i want from this experience yeah like are you do you be intentional at Mm, the start no no i don't think so i mean sometimes um but that that's definitely uh something that um i I would uh like to create more in my life about Mm. being intentional about these things Mm -hmm. um because i think when you're not you maybe get like sick of things or irritable like oh, why do I have to do this or I don't want to and you maybe you're missing the point kind of thing like mm-hmm. um, and yeah I think that it's uh, it's challenging it's like you know that like I don't think it's actually happened to me but like apparently the a classic like couple's argument is like oh where should we eat tonight mm-hmm. and like <laughs> so apparently this is just like a stereotypical like argument thing you have between you know within a relationship and so I'll use this as an example. Intentional might be like, oh, I want to share some experience with this other person. And like, and if you don't do that, 
it makes it maybe easier to fall off the trail and be like, yes, the thing I want right now is uh, sushi. And man, if we don't get sushi, like, no, no, you're, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Like, that's not the, that's not the intention of it. Uh, so I think there's a lot of like, I think it's kind of useful in, so for that. Like, a, it's, it's, it's an art of living. Um, uh, there are these like, there's these benefits to it. But then also, there's, because, you know, we've agreed that there are, although I trick myself, the truth is there are no rules to life. Um, <laughs> And you've just got to create them yourself, and that's a hard thing to do. Uh, and this is kind of the process of doing that, I think. Mm. Making these intentions is like you saying, like, okay, this, this is how I'm going to play the game. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I like this. I like this. Um, I think something I was, I was sort of uh, talking with a coworker. The there are day. a lot of bugs around. There are a lot of bugs. We made it, though. Beaver Bay. Beaver Bay. Bug Bay. Bug Bay. What are all those red things? Bugs. Oh, okay. Giant bugs. Hulking bugs. Hulking, floating red bugs. These hills are quite pretty. They're all chopped up. Mm-hmm. But it has a certain beauty, ir- irregular beauty, beauty to it, doesn't it? <laughs> um, okay, so I was having, I was uh, chatting with a coworker. I can hold it for a while. Um, I was chatting with a coworker the other day about, so basically she, um, she moved to a new role and, um, from my team to a different team. And I was sort of asking her, like, what, um, kind of like getting debriefed on her responsibilities because basically with her moving to the new role, nobody's going to do her responsibilities. I'm like, yeah, you know, they're going to fill a vacancy and they're going to hire somebody else. But like a lot of that, like knowledge is going to be lost and a lot of that, um, you know, just her expertise and whatnot. So I was trying to like do my best to sort of summarize that and like, you know, in the event that I have to train the next person who gets filled the vacancy, I can like have some more insight on that. But a lot of what our conversation kind of boiled down to was nobody really needs, the only way these sorts of things get done is basically because somebody cares. Like she cared about this project and she went through the effort to uh, you know, cross all our eyes. I mean, cross all our T's, <laughs> dot all our eyes, yeah. and like, you know, just to put in that extra level of effort to make sure that the product at the end was quality. And she knows, and m- me and her both, we sort of like, w- what we worry about is the next person, it'll take a long time for them to get trained up to like care, basically, because they won't understand the implications of what will go wrong 30 years down the line. Um, and that's kind of why nobody cares now is because it is very hard to understand the implications of not doing it right the first time. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing this up is because sort of what we settled on was really kind of what the position is lacking is leadership. And it's amazing, it's amazing how much work sort of falls through the cracks because nobody is being that leader and stepping up and championing this project or this initiative. And with being a leader, I think, you need um, like a certain vision. You need a vision of the future better than it is now. And the role of a leader is to convince other people of this vision or like to um, share this vision with other people, right? And um, I think get buy-in. Yeah, get buy-in, totally. Um, And so with this vision, I think it's absolutely like about intention and like setting the right intentions or yeah just setting the intention for 
you know, maybe it's what do we want to get out of this dinner? What do we want to get out of this weekend? What do we want to get out of this relationship? What do we want to like get out of life or just, yeah, you know, like why are we, um, uh, why are we trying to gather all these people together and having this clear vision that you can communicate to others and get by in and be like, yeah. Anyways, it was it was a pretty good conversation. Yeah, um, I'm with, liking with, hearing the account of it. Yeah, with, with my coworker, and it was sort of like, hmm. Yeah, just intentions hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so many steps along the way, of like, first, you yourself need to see what, or see the problem, see what needs to be fixed, have a vision for that, being able to communicate that vision. Like, there are so many things. Yeah. That need to go on before you can you know, create any sort of change or create any sort of meaningful work. I think to be a good leader, you, you, you really need to care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and getting people to care is really hard. Mm-hmm. And also, it should be hard too, because you need to make sure, you know, you're caring about the right things. Mm-hmm. But I think we can get ourselves into um, a paralysis, mm-hmm. because there's like, what's important? It's all important. Is there anything mm-hmm. <laughs> important? And you do need to just make a decision at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and yeah, that's a really good point. Do you feel paralyzed by like, needing to be intentional about too many things? Paralyzed or? about. Um, actually, in in a way, in a way, yes. Um, I had I might have talked about it before, but I had like a really cool moment whenever I was uh, twenty. Yeah, I, mean, I was twenty, mm-hmm. and uh, I made a list of like basically stuff I wanted out of life. Oh, mm-hmm. it was a great time when I was twenty. I was on major high when I was twenty, peak when I was twenty. <laughs> All downhill from there. <laughs> I made a list of stuff that I thought was really cool and was really important to me, and I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was what was neat about it was I kind of decided like, okay, I'm going to allot this amount of time to doing this thing that is important to me, and then uh, once I've done that, then I'll move on. Uh, and I do think that's the right approach to going about it. Um, nonetheless, at times, I think I'll like have maybe a couple too many things on the go, and and I am one to sort of get excitable. I think, or I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool, and like uh, it's so new and shiny, and I want to do all of this. And so for me, that's kind of been a little bit of a challenge because I think you're better if like if you've got like, let's say you're 20, all right, and uh, let's say you've got like six things that you like really want to do mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you could spend like six big things in your life you could spend 10 years each and do them all really well in, in that lifetime mm. um, and that's probably the best way of going about it uh, instead of like trying to have a lot of different things on the go um, so for me an example that I struggle with sometimes is uh, is writing mm. um, I, I really enjoyed writing whenever I was in high school I, I briefly had a blog too whenever I was traveling around Europe mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love reading, um, and uh, I think I romanticize a little bit about writing too, because the bottom line is I haven't really written very much in mm. years. Mm. But nonetheless, I'm always like, mm, I had a little more time. I would really like to get into writing, and like that's okay, that's a cool thing. But like, I think I'm trying to like pump the brakes a little bit and be like one step at a time. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. I can't just, I don't know. Like, I, I want to, if I want to write, I want to like really devote myself to it and like write well, write stuff that people want to read, uh, learn about it. Um, instead of maybe doing like, ah, 10 minutes here and there kind of thing, like really devote myself to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, to do that, I would have to say no to the other stuff that I already have on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
sometimes I think, like going back to the paralysis question, um, I have had times where I'm like, oh, I'm all about this and I want to do this. It almost happened with skiing. Um, where I was just like, skiing's awesome! I want to go skiing all the time! <laughs> um, and sometimes I think it's important. There was a, I'm, I'm a fan of um, uh, Stoic philosophy, and I had a book when I was uh, 16 that was given to me by mm-hmm. Epictetus. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And uh, Personally, he, he, him himself. Did he sign it? He signed it and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice of wow. him to do it. Um, and uh, he, there's, it's called The Art of Living. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I wrote a song about it called The Art of Living. No, it, the song was called Magic Vitamin. It was called the art of living. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, the reason I bring this up is there is a passage in it that basically said, like, um, when you get off the the you know the ship of your life and it, or, or it it finds harbor for a bit, you know, feel free to go and down onto the beach, uh, take a look at some clams and walk around for a bit. But mm-hmm. as soon as you hear the the ship's calling again, hurry back, don't look back, uh, and uh, continue on. Sort of like. You know, you can take some time here and there to explore a few things in life, mm. but uh, don't maybe lose sight of the things that you are wanting to do with your life, basically, mm-hmm. and you're trying to do. Mm. Um, because after all, there's no rules. You made them up, so you yeah. might as well choose what you want to do and then yeah. do that thing. Yeah, and so my paralysis, in a way, has been more like mm, uh, slowing a momentum here and there whenever I get maybe distracted, I would say. Mm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Ooh, okay, cool. I really like this. I, I think, um, yeah, I'm also uh, very easily excitable. I have a lot of, like, um, yeah, great ideas of, like, things that I want to do. Um, you know, like picking up a guitar, you know, uh, learning to ski. Absolutely. And I think um, I actually uh, re-listened to one of our first episode, podcast episodes again. Oh, cool. Um, just sometimes I like to put it on. It makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> like episode one? Yeah, episode one. Wow. Uh, just to, you know, go down the memory lane. Recording. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there so much taxation in this episode? <laughs> um, but uh, the lightsaber battles were pretty cool. Um, so, I, I, in that podcast, I mentioned how I'm just doing so many things. Mm. How I'm uh, in so many different dance classes. Yeah, I'm in yeah. Toastmasters. I'm in improv. Are you still in Toastmasters? Um, no, I've stopped. Oh, um, great. Yeah, uh, just uh, want more focus, uh, chill. Oh, oh, and so this is sort of my realization. It's sort of like the change that I've had throughout this podcast now. You know, I'm mm-hmm. having it for you know a couple months now. Mm-hmm, is um, yeah, just really slowing down. And I think like making sacrifices, basically. Uh, making decisions and knowing that, you know, I don't have the capacity to take this on right now. And really, like, my focus, my life focus for the past little while is just, like, podcasting and friendship. Yeah, good. And I think, and that's sort of my intentionality. So when I, um, when I get, you know, when a new opportunity comes up or somebody invites me to do things, that's sort of the filter that I run it through is, like, you know, does it meet one of these? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, uh, these things that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's something I started doing that was very similar to that when I was mm. living in Kelowna last month, but it's kind of fell a little bit to the wayside, partly because I haven't had any structure in my life. I'm <laughs> traveling all the time. Structure is very good for being productive and doing mm. stuff. Mm. Um, but uh, I have in my calendar a uh, infinitely reoccurring um, reminder every Monday morning at 6 a.m., Mm. And uh, it is uh, Life Compass. Oh. And so I have a, a spreadsheet going where I, I keep track of um, like, so 
some major goals that I have and then some like minor goals that I want to do. And uh, basically it's like a check-in, uh, at least this is a theory, but I haven't been able to put it into practice very much. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see it once I get more structure. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, a, it's a moment to, it's called compass because you just sort of like reorient yourself mm-hmm. and be like, right, am I doing the thing that I want? So it's kind of an intentionality practice mm-hmm. in theory. I'll tell you how it works out when I start okay. doing it regularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I did a couple times when I was in uh, Kelowna before I started traveling. Right, right. And um, just an opportunity to be like, are the things that I am doing and I've said yes to do and planning, does it meet like what I have kind of set out to do? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, like, why am I doing it? Do I need to not do them or do I need to change the stuff that I want to do? Do I Did I actually realize I'm actually like you know what, I don't think this is that important. I don't think I need this. Mm-hmm. That's also what might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I tend to be kind of stubborn and, and would just probably grit my teeth and stick it out, do the thing I said I'd do. Finish whether the it, book that you started yeah, reading. Yeah, that's my style. <laughs> whether it's good for me or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, intentionality. Mm. Cool. Uh, another thought that sort of uh, percolated in as we were talking was something that you shared uh, today, earlier today when we were uh, hanging out at Mount Tabor. Oh, uh, I love that. Place. I was so happy. Um, Lucas set up a hammock and yeah. this fig tree, allegedly yeah. a fig tree. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no we, figs. Were, no no figs. figs. <laughs> we were just chilling in this hammock for like three hours. Yeah, on a Portland yeah. Vacation. Jason was quite hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite hungover. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, you mentioned you're ta- talking to your uncle David. Shout out. <laughs> David, yeah, he's never gonna listen to that. <laughs> um, uh, but. Um, you had a phone call with him about, you know, mm-hmm. starting your big oil mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Your job. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get it. I start my own oil yeah, company. Buy, it, buy a jack and some plot of land. But, uh, you know, just sort of him taking the magnitude off of your life. Do you want to share that? Yeah, I really liked it because I'd never heard this perspective of career before. Mm. Um, so I called him up um, back in September when I had been given uh, an offer with this company and uh, I was hesitant because mostly because of relocation but then on top of that I was like oil like I don't know can I make a career in that do I want to make a career in that like am I putting myself in the wrong trajectory there are some things I'm interested in but like like the technical skills I'm really interested in, but the the industry itself, I don't know if I want to be shoehorned in that. So there's a lot of hesitation and like concern that I'm going to make the wrong choice in my career and I'm going to be launched away and it's not going to like it and I'm going to have to jump careers by going back to school and it just won't be effective because I'm not like focusing in one place. A lot of concern. Mm. And so I explain all of this to him on the phone. And, uh, you know, yeah, he, he agrees. Like, you know, okay, yeah, your 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 job it, that will kind of create a bit of a trajectory and move things around. But he says, uh, you know, you, it's not too big of a deal because you you uh, retire when you're sixty-five or something like that. Maybe maybe a bit earlier, uh, potentially. And uh, then you've got like twenty years. You can do whatever you want. Um, and uh, that was kind of funny because he's like, yeah, I mean, you only really work for like two thirds of your life, and then the other third, you're you're not, um, particularly when you include like adolescence and stuff like that. Like I'm only starting, I'm 26 and I'm only starting my career now. So I've, mm. and I have worked in there, but like not a lot, a lot. And so, and I thought that was a really remarkable perception that like, oh yeah, he had such a light touch about it. Like, oh yeah, don't, I mean, don't worry too much about it. Sure. If you get something that's not perfect, it's all right. You still got, you know, significant fraction of your life that you're not working, mm. um, that you can do whatever you want. Uh, and 
I, I think he's right. Like when you look at the numbers, he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess he is. But it, it really struggled with my bias because I always kind of considered like your career is, is kind of like your life. Like mm-hmm. that's like what you do is your uh, somewhat your identity, but it's just basically how you're going to spend it. And there is truth to both of it because, you know, to be fair, you're going to be spending a lot of time at a job, a significant portion. So uh, you, it helps to aim as best you can. But there's, it's also there's a lot of time you're not going to be working, and even when you are working full time, when you're not retired or in adolescence, you you have weekends. And uh, when he explained that, he was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's fine. You got weekends." And I'm like, "But wait, what? But David, that's like that's no time at all. But it's not no time at all. It mm. is significant. Um, mm. And I think I needed to hear that. And he had such a, a relaxed, light touch about it. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, ah, don't worry about it too much. Like try to you know try to do something you want. You can change jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day." got all this time that you won't be working so it's not too big of a deal and uh yeah i thought that was uh pretty powerful yeah, yeah thanks david thanks david <laughs> thanks uncle dave he's a he's a smart guy he's the smartest guy i know <laughs> <laughs> one of the smartest guys i know <gasps> yeah yeah that's so i i really like that when you 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 said you shared that with me earlier today i was just like oh yes that yeah. Go, the the mountain gong, gong. yeah um, because even when you were retelling the story to me again like I I had this image of um, I have a tick on me heads up you, oh, might, you might want to check oh you. boy okay <laughs> yeah. good to know yeah um, even when you were uh, just sharing this again with me I had this image of uh, like you said aim as best as you can but at a certain point like you can't be like waiting in the starting box or yeah. mixing metaphors a bit, but like waiting in the starting box. Or, yeah. You know, you can't like just be holding the the arrow in your quiver for you know right. three five years, and you're never gonna shoot, waiting for your perfect target. At a certain point, you know, just like let the arrow go, see where it lands, and yeah, like if you miss, you miss, but you have you're all not, this other yeah. stuff that's going on in your life. In worrying about getting a bullseye, worrying about getting it perfect is a little, yeah, wasteful. Right. Um, because it's not going to be perfect, no matter what. It's not. It, this yeah. is true, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely what I needed to hear. Um, and then I sometimes think, like, okay, like, I'm, I'm so concerned with, like, getting the job exactly right, like, mm-hmm. probably just enjoy it a little bit more. <laughs> and, and if I didn't, if I really had all the time in the world to do whatever I wanted, would I actually be, like perfectly happy then probably not <laughs> yeah so that's, that's wisdom for that's sure wisdom for sure yeah okay cool let's cool, uh Dwayne. make sure to check our bodies for ticks yeah let's do it okay hey listeners check your body check for your bodies for ticks i had a ex-partner she once had 17 ticks on her after a camping trip that's a lot shout out shout out she's not listening <laughs> <laughs> Have a happy new year. <laughs> okay. Is that our episode? <laughs> That's our episode. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks All everyone right. for listening. There's a beautiful full moon right now. Oh, yeah. We're in... This is part three of the Portland trip. We're all hungover, wrung out, <laughs> dried out, and just enjoying a beautiful view. Um, and it's great. Paradise. Paradise. But there are ticks in paradise as I head there. There are still ticks in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> Goodbye.